Welcome to Vintage McCoy, where history matters. I'm Rick Brown, filling in for Rob McCoy, and we have our wonderful guest, Will Whip. Thank you. Stick around. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light. Together, we will make America great again. I have never been more hopeful about America. The advance of human liberty can only strengthen the cause of world peace. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. But because of the Watergate matter, I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. One small step for man. My country tears of thee, sweet land of liberty of thee I sing. We shall pay any price, bear any dirt, uphold any foe, to ensure the survival and the success of liberty. It is indeed we are, the defenders of freedom. With the unbounding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph, so help us God. Hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Those who forget the past are destined to keep Hey, thanks for joining us here at Vintage McCoy. I'm Rick Brown with our guest, Will Witt. And Will is uh, the host of Will Wit Live at PragerU, and you're coming out with a new book. And I am. So uh, bring that up. We want to give us a little intro for this. The book essentially is everyone's guide that they can use to effectively change minds. It's a, 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 every single chapter is a different political slash cultural topic that has the facts on each one, and then the right questions and persuasion tactics on each one so that everyone out there can have successful conversations. So we're not just going out there on Facebook and saying, you idiot, climate change isn't that big of a deal. It's like, how can I actually change someone's mind on that with the right questions? So that's really what the book is all about. That's wonderful. Because the thing is, people are intimidated. Will, right? If they haven't done the research, they disagree fundamentally with many of these topics, and we're going to touch on those today. Um, since we're there, let's just talk about it. Let's give us, hey, Will Witt's um, 90 seconds on climate change. Oh, your, wow. Your uncle Here is we go. a climate change. We're heating up. We're destroying the planet. It's it's, we got to save planet Earth, and I'm going to join Bill Gates and everybody else because, you know, what's going on? Yeah, well, if he wants to join Bill Gates, he can go and join Bill Gates with all the uh, coastal property that they're buying, even though apparently the ocean levels are going to rise, right? So the, the thing about climate change is that there's no reason why you can't care about the environment and not be an apocalypse person with climate change. You know, mm -hmm. I'm someone, before I was going to be in politics, I was going to be a veterinarian and work with wild animals. That's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I, I care about animals immensely, mm -hmm. uh, animal extinction that is happening, humans aren't treating them the best. Mm -hmm. Deforestation is another thing that's happening in America mm -hmm. that is also something we should be more worried about. But climate change is something that does not hold a candle to any of these things. Climate change is used as a means to control people. Mm -hmm. I made a documentary about this called Religion of Green, 
which essentially breaks down how climate change has become a religion, yeah. right? You can look it at is. all of these. It's a faith. Oh, yeah, it is. Just... Yeah. Oh, well, your God is, is climate change. Your yeah. God is essentially Al Gore. Yeah. You watch An Inconvenient Truth by him, and you think that he's God and that he's the one giving you these doomsday predictions, yes. which is an incredibly scary thing. It's the same thing we've seen with the COVID pandemic, mm -hmm. that people look at their government like God and think that mm -hmm. if your government tells you to do something, you're going to bend over backwards and just do it. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same with climate change, but in reality, it's not happening the way that we're seeing that they are saying it's happening. Mm -hmm. And really, if we want it to be better about our environment, we should look to different alternatives for fuel and energy. But the, people think, who are believers in the climate change movement, that if you affect the environment, it must be bad for Earth, which is entirely unfounded. It doesn't make any sense. Humans are now able to control their environment better than we ever have before, mm -hmm. and that is a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. Like, look at the, the structures that we can make to protect ourselves from heavy rainfall, or floods, or hurricanes, or tornadoes, or fires. Mm -hmm. We can protect ourselves from the elements now. That's not a bad thing, because we did something with our environment, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Human survival is a great thing. Look at the, the hurricanes that happen in Florida. You know, people will look to that there's so much catastrophic damage because of these hurricanes, natural disasters must be, must be getting worse. It's like, no, it's just that we have a lot more buildings, a lot more infrastructure, so when a hurricane comes through, it costs a lot more money to repair, yeah. but people are a lot safer than they ever were before, and hurricanes actually aren't getting worse. Mm -hmm. So in the book, as you, you'll see, there's a lot of different ways to break down all the different arguments about climate change, whether that's solar panels and wind farms, or whether it's nuclear energy and natural gas, mm -hmm. or how much the Earth is actually warm or the hypocrisy of the, the elitist talking about it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that people need to do a deeper dive into climate change and find out if it's something they should really be worried about. Well, it seems like the, the left, progressive left, has a club in each hand. One is climate change and one is critical race because if one won't cover it, then the other one will, yeah. right? And so even uh, Vice President Kamala Harris being in Guatemala uh, this week and uh, the problem at our border is climate change. So how'd that happen? <laughs> how'd you go all the way down to Central America to talk about climate change when all the real problems are at the border? And uh, Senator Kennedy said some two million people are going to cross the border illegally this year. Yep. And um, just a month ago, it was 170,000 at the, that current count. So speak to that, Will. Yeah. It's, it's a way to obfuscate the, the argument. So instead yeah. of having to address what's really going on at the border and say, maybe this is our fault, they can just say, well, this is going on with climate change, and if conservatives and Republicans don't do anything about it, then they're evil. It's right. like, well, why aren't you talking about the thing that we should be talking about? Why aren't you talking about... It's right in front of your face. Right. In our, in our own country, hundreds yeah. of thousands of people coming over. I actually just went to the border two weeks ago to Did film a video there. We got footage? some great footage, oh, and we great. talked to a retired border patrol agent yeah. about what is going on there. Yeah. It was... Depressing. It was depressing. And did they give you any access at all? Uh, we got to get because up to I the know, wall. I know they have pretty strong. Yeah. Um, so they've gotten a lot worse with the new administration. The Biden administration has made it a lot harder to get up there and do tours and such. Yeah. And they've. I mean, you'll have people come across the border. I mean, thousands every single day, and they will claim asylum. They'll say like, "Oh, I'm from El Salvador, and there's violence." It's like. You can't just claim asylum for violence. And then they'll say that I'm a child, and they have a full beard, and they're 25 years old. And then they'll say, I need to have my whole family come over. And you can't prove it because they have no ID. And so just people will just cross the border, sit there, and let the Border Patrol agents pick them up and just take them to the, the what's it called, the station. Yeah. It's wild. 
it, people have no idea what's going on there. And that wall near Tijuana, we went near Tijuana, okay. which is this huge fence. You know, it's yeah. more like a fence than a wall. Right. That wasn't there before. I mean, and if you see, if you actually go and look at what we had there before in terms of defenses, it is nothing. I mean, people could just walk across willy-nilly, and they would all the time. So at least we have this fence, but I don't know why we're not building the fence all the way along the border and, and continuing it. That's yeah. what we should be doing. Right. Well, that's Trump's effort, right? Exactly. That they put to stop that dead in the I tracks. know. I know. So uh, did you find out from the retired Border uh, Patrol individual this talk about them moving the, the rather than deporting people in buses, taking them home, mm -hmm. uh, flying them home on planes, mm -hmm. right? Uh, them bringing them into deeper into the United States for places of, of refuge or however they would describe it. What's happening with that one? Yeah, they are doing that. So they did this a lot, especially months ago during the COVID pandemic. And I actually I broke this story on my podcast about them sending immigrants into different areas to get free health care, mm -hmm. right? People who aren't yeah. paying for health care, they cross the border, and then they get COVID treatment. And these people apparently are supposed to be so worried about COVID. These people aren't being COVID tested who are coming over the border. They're not, I doubt they're wearing masks. Yeah. Not like those are the most useful things anyway, but right. they're, they're, they're not doing anything to actually prevent the spread, the, the two weeks to slow the spread. But I mean, most of these people, like one of the issues is that we're talking about, oh, we should just send them back where they came from. Well, not all these people are just from Mexico. These people are from Guatemala. Yeah. These people are from Russia. These people are Ye from Yemen. Yemen. These people are from all over the country. Pakistan, it's like yeah. it's like 60, 70% of the people aren't from Mexico who are crossing the border. So it's like, how do you send these people back? We're gonna, you come into our country, tax dollars are gonna pay to send you back to Yemen? Yeah. Like, why would we do that? You know, that's so expensive. And these are hundreds of thousands of people. What are, we're supposed to do that? I mean, and so the, there was a, a rule, I can't remember what it was called, but uh, the Mexican president wants to reinstate it, but the Biden administration redacted it or, or changed it. But mm -hmm. it was essentially that, you know, people from other countries aren't allowed to come into Mexico because the cartel controls everything in Mexico. They the do. cartel yeah. gives all of them a script right. from all these different countries yeah. to, you know, depending on what foreign thing is happening in their country mm -hmm. and says, go across the border, say this, here's some drugs, and then you can go through, mm -hmm. right? And so uh, the, the crisis, it is a crisis. It needs to be fixed, and the wall and the fence have to go up higher, and we need more boots on the ground, better surveillance equipment, all sorts of stuff to actually fix that issue. It's very confusing and tough. You're covering it. You're down there. But no mainstream media, it's like when, when, when Trump was in office, he's got kids in cages. Well, this is blowing anything away then oh, because yeah. the policies of the Trump administration restricted so much stuff. Right. And Biden and Harris have invited them. Oh, Basically, yeah. let's, you know, invited them to come. So with that mindset, um, now it's just like that doesn't exist because they want open borders. The, the uh, America first is, you know, thought to be... Uh, xenophobic and all these different things because we I I would think that you and I both agree immigration is great America is a melting pot that's what we've done a melting pot but through legal means right right not just open the borders and anybody that can come which by the way just segue that to if we're such a racist country, why do all these people want to come? Well, I know why are they coming most to the immigrated worst? to country in the world? Why are they coming to the worst? country on the planet, according to the left. It doesn't make any sense. America is the least <laughs> racist country to ever exist. I mean, the 1960s, it was like 
uh, 60% of black women were domestic servants. Now it's down to 2.2%, mm -hmm. right? It was like in the 1970s, uh, only 18% of people said they had a black friend. Now the number's up to 86%. I mean, all of these numbers, of you can look at tons of different statistics. Racism is uh, purely solved in America. But racism is becoming a problem because the left makes it a problem. Yeah. What happens when you have a school of elementary school kids? And when I was going through elementary school, I'm sure it was the same for you, mm -hmm. you know, you just had friends who were black, your friends who were Mexican, whatever. You didn't, know? Matter. You're, it didn't matter. Didn't and matter. now you're getting taught about this critical race theory and all this, and so the little white girls are learning that, oh, you are privileged to the black girls, and the black girls are learning you should hate the white girl because they have something better than you. You are manufacturing racism into the schools. They're racism, creating it. They're creating it. They're creating it. It wasn't there until you put it there. Yep. Yeah. Because children, at the most basic level, they're not worried about the color of skin. No. Especially when they grow up in a multi-ethnic, they, they see different colors everywhere, they just want to be friends, they want to play, and yet they are indoctrinating a whole generation to hate white people, oh, yeah. which is, is so crazy. And yet about seven governors have put forth uh, an agenda for legislation mm -hmm. to ban critical race theory. Tell me what you think about that. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. I think every single state in the union should do that. I doubt it's going to happen here in California no. anytime soon. No. <laughs> They're the ones pushing for critical race theory. I mean, California yes. is the, yeah. one of the worst states in the union for teaching this kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's awesome what some of these governors are doing. I just wish that we could do more. I wish that we could abolish the teachers' union. I wish that we could get conservative teachers to stand up for themselves when they're in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And I wish that we could get conservatives elected to school boards all over the country. You know, it takes, and get charter schools to be more prevalent as well. Yeah. Conservative, school choice. School choice, yes, school of course. Choice. School yeah choice as well across the country. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's wins like getting, like let's say in Idaho, like getting critical race theory yeah. banned in Idaho. It's like an amazing thing, yeah. but it doesn't stop there. It goes into, you need to get into school boards, again, teachers union, getting them out there. All of this to actually make the right changes that we want to make. Yeah. So the governor in Washington, because California, Washington, and Oregon, the most progressive leftists, mm -hmm. what, what's happening in Portland, what's happening in Seattle, what's happening in LA, San Francisco. And so she signed it into law that they're going to do critical race theory. And, it, you know, the common sense, the logic, mm -hmm. if you teach, let's say, a decade of elementary through high school into college age people to hate white people, what do you think that produces in the next decade in America? Oh, yeah. It's like we used to have the the school-to-prison pipeline mm -hmm. is what people talked about all the time. Now it's a school-to-Antifa pipeline. Yeah. There was an article in the Washington, or maybe it was the Washington Post. It might have been New York Times. Okay. No, City Journal, City Journal, I believe. Okay. I could still be wrong. Yeah. Whatever. One of yeah. these articles, yeah. we reviewed it a couple of days ago, okay. about uh, how kids are going to school in Portland and being taught to be Antifa. They're literally being taught that, that wow. anti-fascism is great and, yeah. and it's these an are elective. values. It's an elective, right? <laughs> BLM or Antifa, who do you want to be? I know. So they let them choose. It's like a gym class, different choose a sport thing. It's the same <laughs> thing. Or gym class right, right. So the divide in this country is worse than ever because yeah. you have a, a city like Portland that is doing this to its kids and doing yeah. this to its people yeah. versus you go to somewhere that is very conservative, like yeah. a Plano, Texas, yeah. where everyone's going to be conservative and, and sticking in their little community. Mm -hmm. And the, the cities and states are getting so divided that... I don't, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I mean, there is a civil war going on right now. Hopefully it's not it's violent. It's a civil war of ideas. It is. But it could move, I mean, a decade from now. Who I, knows where it could go. Right, because when you have this hatred towards a, just a group of people because of the color of their skin. Right. Right? We, we, the civil rights movement, we wanted to 
followed the dream that Martin Luther King Jr. had, right? That people could be treated with respect and equality. And we pretty much have achieved that in many broad ways. Not that there's not racism. Anybody that's lived life has experienced racism. Right. And I've experienced it, no doubt you have, and people that I know. I understand real racism, but this ideology of teaching children that there's not, you know, there's 30 kids in that classroom, probably not an ounce of racism unless their parents are already indoctrinating yeah, yeah, yeah. them with it to hate this color of skin. Uh, it, it's tragic. So we talked about immigration, crazy things going on. We're talking about critical race, crazy things going on. But probably one of the most troubling because it gets so, you know, the immigration's out here, critical race might be taught over there, though it is going to affect people personally. But, but let's talk about gender dysphoria. My favorite. Yeah, gender <laughs> dysphoria. I mean, I'm, I'm a woman trapped in my body. So Same. Help, help, help me, Will. Help me. I don't know if you can be helped. <laughs> might be too late for you. It might be at this age, right? I'm the ugliest woman ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's about your personality. Okay? It's don't, all about the personality. Yeah, don't worry. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a crazy time to be alive. We just reacted to this uh, Blue's Clues. I don't know if you heard about no, this. I didn't, on the show no. Blue's Clues, which is a children's show for like four-year-olds. Oh. And they did a whole drag queen transgender song within their show, and pansexuality, asexual, is like a song for little kids this to, on to PBS? sing. Is uh, this I think, uh, I think Blue's Clues is Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon. If, I, okay. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. And it was on there, and it's teaching little kids all about this stuff. It's like it's one thing when you are telling adults that you're a different gender, okay, yeah. you know, at least you're doing it over there where, yeah. you know, whatever. But when you're pushing it on children who don't know any better, who their mm -hmm. parents just turn on the TV and then they're watching the show about being a transgender, wow. that is evil and vile. It yeah. is the most malicious thing that the left is doing is pushing this transgender, uh, all this LGBT stuff onto children. Yeah, it's they the want to indoctrinate thing. them just like they do with the critical race because they oh, love definitely. confusion. Well, there's the person, the chaos, again. Uh, the chaos. And you know, in the Bible, Genesis 1:27, the Lord says he created them male and female. A pretty definitive statement. Right. And then Jesus quotes that same passage in Matthew chapter 19. He says, right. have you not read? In the beginning, he made them male and female, and the two will be uh, joined together, and the two shall not, uh, you shall not separate them. They right. shall become one flesh. And what God has joined together, let not man separate. And so the authoritative Old Testament passage that gender is male and female, and, um, and then Jesus, you know, as our, uh, the Savior of Christianity, re-emphasizes that. Because if I'm confused in my own gender identity, which is one of the most basic things, I can just wake up and say, oh, I'm a boy. I'm a girl. I might struggle with, everybody struggles with temptations, right, to, to doing the wrong thing or thinking the wrong thoughts. Because your belief affects behavior, right? right? Whatever you believe sincerely affects your behavior. But why so much in this time of amplification of it? What do you think? In, this, in, the, in your generation? I think it's evil. I, I have to say that, first of all, the pushing it on these people. But it's like, you know, a lot of the time, younger kids would get tattoos and be very punk rock as a means to rebel. And it's almost like a lot of this, this trans stuff is almost a means to rebel itself in the mm. system. You mm -hmm. know, they feel like the conservative values of, of the past have failed them. They graduate from college with $100,000 worth of debt. They don't know what to do with their lives. They turn to leftism. Then they turn to the gender stuff. And it's very tough to, to get out of. You know, we, we reacted to this uh, 
it was 60 Minutes, I don't know if you saw this, about detransitioning, which is something that the left does not want to show. No. But it's about people who were, became 60 transgender. 60 Minutes did a program on this? Yeah, wild, right? Yeah. I can't 60 believe they minutes, did it. I know. They got yeah. hot water for it. Yeah, de so, okay. Yeah, and yeah. it's something that the trans, the trans community doesn't want to talk about, Yeah, the, the very far left trans community. Right. But essentially, it was these, these people who became transgender, switched their gender, did, even some of them did the surgery, and then said, this isn't right. I'm yeah. going to switch back. And this ruined people's lives. Yeah. You know, this is one guy well, you who... You can't go back physically when you you've can't done go that back, to your body, right? right? And yeah. so these people would go, and they would have maybe one or two doctor's visits, and the doctor would say, okay, chop it off, or, you know, do this, and, like, let them get the hormones or let them have the surgery after one or two visits. Wow. You know, the left says follow the science, but it's like... That is the exact opposite of following yeah. the science. But I understand from a doctor's perspective. Like, you must be, like, terrified to say anything about this because if you go, if someone comes into your office and they say, I'm a woman when they were born a man, and you say, maybe you're not, what's going to happen to you? You're a bigot. You're yeah. a, a transphobe. You're going to get fired. You. Right, exactly. Yeah. So they have to do it. Yeah. They're so, doctors are so pressured into doing this yeah. now that they don't really have a choice in the matter. And so we can see all these people going through it. The suicide rates are still incredibly high before and after the transition. Yeah. It's so sad. And then the stories of detransitioners are silenced by the trans community because they don't want to put that out there. And they're doing it when the, the kids are in development, going through adolescence or even younger, and I uh, watched an interview with, uh, it's the author of the book, uh, When Harry Becomes Sally. Yeah, uh, I know you're talking about. Right. I can't uh, remember I, the author. I can't remember the author's name to give him credit. But he said that um, for kids growing up to adulthood, um, 80 to 95% of them grow out of it. Right. Like, but if you start early uh, uh, and with the hormone therapies and all of those different things, have you talked to any... Uh, individuals uh, that are have detransitioned in a healthy way that now they're in a solid spot with you know where they're at. I haven't talked to any myself. Okay. Um, I've talked to many trans people about this and, and other issues yeah. with their community, but none of the detransitioned people. That was okay. a special segment on CNN. But we did. Candace Owens did an interview with one on the Candace Owens show with PragerU as well, okay. with someone who detransitioned, which was a great interview and talked about how, how they were pushed into it and all of this. So They were pushed into it? What? Yeah, a lot of them are pushed into it. You know, they go online. So many of the people go online onto YouTube or on Instagram mm -hmm. and see people saying, oh, here's how you transition. It's so great. Here's what it's like. And they're like, oh, I could do that. You know, again, impressionable kids. When I was a kid, I was super impressionable. Yeah. You know, the, I mean, the things that I thought as a, a teenager that I wanted to do, it's like, of course, you're an idiot, you know? At yeah. 16 years old, you're pretty dumb. Well, so. you're not developed. I mean, all of your reasoning and the cost of making a, a, a surgical decision, right? which is going to change the rest, and you can't go back. Yeah. And the suicide rates, um, once again, on that interview with the, the author of uh, When Harry Becomes Sally, uh, it was like 41% attempted yeah. rate. I mean, it's not... Uh, they don't accomplish it. But right. Attempted suicide. Yeah. I mean, that's startling. That's that's I know. bumping up near fifty percent. I know. Well, a lot of it's wrong with the family values in this country as well. Right. Because you see, when you have a single parent household, you're going to see double the amount of attempted suicide or committed suicide by children. Yeah. And so a lot of this stems from divorce rates going up, people not living in two parent households. Family values are the the, the pinnacle of what American society should be built on. I mean, yes, the, the the people, it, it's the building block. Right, society. so when you don't have that, this yeah. is what happens. This That's is right. what goes on.
Yeah. You know? And there's no objective truth sometimes in those families that have come through the Judeo-Christian ethic to, right. to just push back on some of the ideas. Yeah. Just push back and to give an alternative um, viewpoint or perspective. It's like they're in this vacuum of the progressives left religion mm -hmm. and and they have their tenets of faith right yeah oh yeah I mean, it's climate change it's uh gender fluidity and i love i loved your uh video and if you guys haven't seen it am i a woman right <laughs> what is a woman what is yeah, a woman yeah, what yeah. is a woman yeah yeah <laughs> the kids on the college campus and that was even in florida if I if I would had if I had all the money in the world and I could fix America, yeah. I would buy as many bulldozers as possible and bulldoze every university in America, yeah. and we would save this country. Yeah, I promise you. Yeah, well, they're indoctrinate. I mean, basically, it's an arm of the yes. progressive left to indoctrinate all generation after generation. Yep, every and, every single year. And so, if the progressive left is dominating the education system, from uh, K through postgraduate work and their ideology. And then you have the media, which is now the mainstream media, which is now a propaganda machine for the left. Tell right. me about media. You're in media. I am in media. I am yeah. an essential worker, according to Gavin Newsom. Yeah. So that was nice. I that only had to that work. is nice. Yeah, I only had to work from home for about three weeks, and then I was back doing everything normal. but. Anyway, but the, the... I was not essential through that era as a pastor. You are essential to You're me. You're telling people about life and death issues, heaven and hell, love, joy, and peace, but you are not essential. Wild. So, I know, but the strip yeah. club was. Well, strip, so, strip club, yeah. or I could... You know, I mean, Go buy weed, you know, whatever. I was selling cannabis, you know, yeah. the cannabis shop. Yeah, right. that's life. Anyway, going back to the media, <laughs> the me I mean, the media is completely skewed one way to the left, and except for Fox News, which we can all be very grateful for because, you know, Fox News, Tucker Carlson show, I mean, he's the number one rated show. He's rocking and Lauren Grimm are up yeah. there, too. He's a fantastic guy. Yeah. Yeah, two, two heroes during our, our era right at this moment is Governor DeSantis in Florida. The best. And Tucker Carlson. Yes. Don't you yes. think? Oh, I mean, those are my two guys, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and both of them have that very populist America first message that I align with very strongly versus mm. a more old school conservative rhino type of message that we right. are used to seeing. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the media, I mean, I think that it's incredibly important that conservatives, not all conservatives agree with this, but boycotting is something really important that mm -hmm. I see in the future. Mm -hmm. That if conservatives see a company or a media company that supports values that you hate or wants to destroy you or wants to mm -hmm. obfuscate the truth, that you don't watch them anymore. You mm -hmm. don't give them your patronage. You mm -hmm. don't support these types of organizations anymore. And mm -hmm. it's the same with other companies. If you see Coca-Cola come out and they have a thing for their staff training that says, try to be less white, why would you support this company? I don't understand it. Conservatives need to be more adamant about participating in the free market mm -hmm. with leftist companies and say, we are no longer going to support these leftist companies. Because if we do that, excuse me, yeah. on a roll with these burps right now. If you do that, we will be so much better off because then all these marketing companies in New York, LA, and San Francisco can't keep pushing this propaganda mm -hmm. onto us. Yeah. It's like, I can give you an example. I'll let you guess. We can play a game. Okay. okay? Right. You can guess what this ad is for. Okay. All right? It's a black guy. He's on a bus, mm -hmm. and he texts his dad, and he says, Dad, I love you, and the dad doesn't text back. Mm -hmm. Okay? So he goes home, and he starts putting on makeup and getting very pretty in the mirror. Then he leaves, goes to a party. There's a bunch of other minority men dressed up in makeup, and they're mm -hmm. drinking wine. Mm -hmm. What company is this for? 
if you had to guess. Oh, you, you got me totally stumped. I don't, I don't know. Ritz crackers. Ritz crackers? Yeah, Ritz crackers. So wow. it's like, what does, what does a cracker have to do with trans black people? It's wow. so strange. And so this is, this is like... That's the, the, new, the, the new marketing strategy. Oh, yeah. Well, they used to have, like, imagine, this is, I guess, more your time. You're a little bit older than me. <laughs> but, like, they used to have ads, like, let's say you live in the Midwest. Yeah. They would, like, a car company would tailor ads to you and say, oh, you live in the Midwest, here's this truck that we want to tailor to you. You live in a city, here's this sedan that's mm -hmm. smaller that, that they we're They have a demographic tailor. they're right. going for. And now they're like... Leftist across the entire country. Every ad is leftist. Doesn't matter where you live, what type of thing you need. Every ad is going to be leftist. And so what we're what we're seeing in America today is that you have some girl who graduated from UC Berkeley in marketing or advertising with blue hair, total leftist, living in San Francisco, New York, uh, and LA, who is controlling the culture. Mm -hmm. Your values and culture are being manufactured in some marketing company that you've yeah. never heard of in some leftist city that you've never been to, right? Yeah. And so it's like you used to read a local newspaper or local news on your TV and say, that's where I get my values from. Mm -hmm. I go to church and get my values from here. I talk to people in my community. Mm -hmm. Now what do we do? We open up CNN, Apple News, right, when we wake up, yeah. and it's like, it's worthless. Yeah. Our culture is being manufactured now. We have to change that. So going back to the original question yeah. of the boycotting, first of all, and then if you work in one of these companies, media, marketing, advertising, put your foot down and mm -hmm. say, I am a conservative. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with what you're doing. Here's what we should do. If a lot of loud voices in all of these companies stand up, yeah. you'll get something done. But you have to be loud and you have to be adamant about it. Yeah, and you got to be willing to be fired, right, or canceled, right? right? Because I, I, and now you're going to go get a job somewhere else yeah. where maybe you can I, uh, agree with the philosophy that they're pushing, right? Because just like in Atlanta, when Delta and Coke came out against the um, the uh, All Pro yep. baseball MLB, game, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was like. I just couldn't believe it at that everybody wants to be woke. They're jumping on the bandwagon for political reasons and for popularity and to say, hey, I'm progressive. Mm -hmm. And I got, uh, <laughs> I, I got the sticker, right? And uh, I got the BLM tile on my window. Yeah. And so it's, it's really a, a, a crazy time with the media. And let's talk about big tech cancellation because I know that there was a, as the old saying goes, that uh, necessity is the mother of invention. So there has to be a huge conservative platform where free speech is actually honored, don't you think? And uh, you might be in the know more than me uh -huh. about that. Yeah, I, I, I have to be honest, I wish that was the case. I'll give you an example. Like, let's think about uh, Microsoft. So Microsoft is at the cutting edge of technology, I mean, tons yeah. of employees, mm -hmm. billions and billions of dollars, billions and billions of dollars, yeah. right? And they created Bing. You know, do you, right. do you use Bing? No. M maybe not. No, I yeah. don't. There yeah. might be some of you guys who yeah, use Bing. I don't use Most Bing. people yeah. don't use Bing, right? right? Most people still use Google. Yeah. So if this company at the cutting edge of technology with all of these billions of dollars can't create an alternative to Google, how are we supposed to do that? And so I, I, I think that it is beyond the, the very, you know, capitalist free market person to just say just create your own company man like it's that's a free market it's like we're past that because mm -hmm. these companies have become so monopolized so and big. dominant that that's not really possible right now and you can create a company you know mm -hmm. it's not saying that you can't we've created mm -hmm. parlor we're creating something with locals dave rubin's company if, company if you've heard of that so there are ways to to create new companies but these aren't alternatives to the social media giants okay mm -hmm. these are add-ons 
And I also think that conservatives shouldn't get off of these big social media companies because we want to reach the other side. Mm -hmm. So we want to put, PragerU wants to put our videos on YouTube. PragerU yeah. wants Until they to kick us off, right? Right, right. Yeah. Well, we are suing YouTube for restricting our videos. Yeah. So we're in a lawsuit. They shadow ban right you, they yep. do all kinds yep. of stuff. Yeah, my Instagram right now is doing the same. My TikTok is getting videos deleted and taken mm -hmm. off for hate speech. So mm -hmm. it's all over. And this is happening to conservatives, not just me and PragerU, but pretty much every single big conservative voice. This is something that's happened to us. Yeah. I know, it's unbelievable. So by the next presidential election, 2024, because the only answer for the big tech to begin to, is to get rid of 230. Right, you know, the, uh, right. And um, that protects them right. from any repercussions for violating free speech. But no, no Republican is going to do this. This is the problem, because when the, they were having meetings with big tech before, yeah. Republicans literally wrote a memo to each other and said, we're going to take this meeting, but we're not going to do anything about it. Google is the biggest lobbying organization in the world. They give millions of dollars every single year to not just Democrats, but to conservatives. And it's more insidious to be the conservative who gets elected, the Republican, and he comes on and says, I really support free speech. You know, I'm your conservative candidate. I'm here for you. And then he goes against everything that he said. At least the Democrats are honest about it. Yeah, you know, I agree. but the, the Republicans who do nothing continue to take yeah. money from companies that that hate them. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. So it doesn't seem like anything's really going to be done about it. Well, that's the difficulty with our political system right now. The lobbyists. I mean, even these great people that we believe in and we vote them into office, they're owned by right. people, and oh, so yeah. the big vote comes up, and they're where are you? Where? Yeah. How come you're not voting? How come you're not speaking up? And uh, the machine is such a grinder, so big. I mean, if you can cancel Donald Trump, one of the most influential, uh, powerful guys uh, in America, yeah. and just cancel him like he was nobody's business, yeah, it shows you how big it is. Oh, it's horrible. It's really startling. Yeah, frightening. I know. Yeah. I, uh, go ahead. No. Oh yeah. yeah. Have you heard of a public option before? No. Tell me about public. A option. public option is essentially that. Let's say you're running for governor of California, and okay. I'm running for governor. You're the Democrat. I'm the Republican. Okay. We instead of getting all How this come money, I have to be the Democrat. All right, fine. I'll be the Republican, <laughs> or I'll be the Democrat. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the younger one okay. who's less informed. You're the older Republican. Okay. okay. That makes sense. So let's say we're both running for governor of California. Instead okay. of us getting donation money from these big lobbies and 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 super PACs and PACs and you know someone like Gavin Newsom getting a house donated for him for his campaign, we get money from the the state essentially and so basically on your taxes you write if you're going to support like a Republican candidate you can choose to give some of your money to that campaign so then there's no shady stuff happening with mm -hmm. the campaign finances because mm -hmm. right now it's just whoever gets the most money from some corporation is yes. going to win yeah. so essentially it's like you and I both get let's say five hundred thousand dollars from the taxes that people gave we get the same amount of money mm -hmm. then we can run our campaign mm -hmm. and so this is something that I support Mm -hmm. It was actually something that Bernie Sanders had talked about. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, you're call me a socialist. You're always afraid yeah. when you line I know, yourself right? up with Bernie. I know, anyway. I know. But, as, yeah. you know, Bernie, of, yeah. Bernie had some things that he was, he was spot on about on some yeah. stuff, you know, like talking about big farmers well controlling this country yeah. and big corporations. Yeah. Like there's a lot of stuff going on that, yeah. that most Republicans and most Democrats don't want to talk about. So anyone who will call out the the massive corporatism that we have in this country, yeah. which the swamp, exactly we were talking yes. about, I, yeah. I herald them for doing that. Yeah, so. yeah, which is the, that's the machine now. Right. Right, and right. To, to dismantle that or have some grassroots movement that would displace that right. is a monumental uh, undertaking that 
only the grace of God and a supernatural intervention <laughs> will help, right? I know. I mean, it, For it's, real. it's so uh, ginormous. And so if, uh, what are you thinking just from a, a young person in um, Newsom's recall? Let's talk about the lockdowns. Let's talk about the overreach of the really draconian, incredible, oppressive, but the, the, the far left loved COVID. It oh, was yeah. like it was like a Christmas gift. Oh, it was the best for them. They got to stay home. They didn't have to work. It was the best thing ever. And now people, you know, we have a surplus of jobs here in California, mm-hmm. and people aren't taking those jobs. No, I'm going to stay home and make 50 grand. Exactly. Why would I do that? And we have to pay for it. Our taxes pay for these people to continue to stay home and mm-hmm. not have the jobs. It is a terrible system that we have right now in California. I don't know exactly what's going to happen with the recall Newsom. I'm not super excited about really any of the candidates who are, who are running, but yeah. you know, uh, I hope that something can get done in this state. But again, it's up to like, like think about Minneapolis, which isn't in California, obviously, mm-hmm. but in Minneapolis, everyone thinks they defunded the police and people think, oh, that must be the governor doing this. It's like, no, that's a local city council. Mm-hmm. The local city council do this and you don't know any of those people's names. Mm-hmm. So even if like the governor continues to stay Gavin Newsom, mm-hmm. what we need to be doing is getting into smaller the places, local, the yeah. local elections, yeah. school mm-hmm. boards and city councils and getting in there to actually try and make changes in Los Angeles, San Francisco, uh, yeah. all of these different counties, get in there yeah. and we can try and do something good. Yeah. You're young. You have great hair. You could run against Newsom. Right? I could. Will Witt for governor of California. It's funny. You don't. You only have to be 18 to run for governor in California. I didn't know that. That's great. I know. So I, that I will say, I am well, hoping Congress, that one day. Well, Congress, like as a representative, don't you have to be 25 or something? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so governor, you get to be 18. I know. I know. I could have <laughs> dropped out of high school and just became governor of this state. <laughs> Probably still would have been better than Newsom at that point. So how do you feel that you will be, you're being a voice right now of wonderful influence across the nation, especially for your, your age group, right? You're a young guy, you're conservative, like Charlie, Charlie mm-hmm. Kirk, who's yeah. like really crushing, mine, yeah. yeah, crushing it. And um, uh, where do you see Will Witt making the most impact in the next, say, five years? What, what are you thinking, Will? In the next five years, yeah. I, I think, like we kind of talked about in the first uh, show we did, okay. uh, I talked about one girl coming up to me and talking to me and saying, who are you voting for? And I didn't have the best idea, and she talked to me about you know, why she's voting for Trump. Mm-hmm. And it's like, one girl coming up to me and having that conversation is what really set the fire in me to set me on my path to be doing everything that I'm doing now. So what I want to do in the next five years is continue to give people that sort of fire in them Mm -hmm. to say they can do something about what's going on. You know, it only took one girl. And people think they're watching this or they don't, they they think I'm just one person, what can Mm -hmm. I do? It's like it took one girl to talk to me to put that in my belly. What The next person you talk to, Mm -hmm. you talk to them about conservative ideas or Christian ideas, they could be the next Will Witt, you know, because you talked to them and had that conversation. So it's like you can do so much just an individual and I want to continue to influence people to give them the strength to do so and give Mm -hmm. them the knowledge and the know-how and the the resources. And hopefully after five years more of, of doing this, I've been doing this for about three years now really um, I would I would love to run for governor of California if that is in the cards for me and yeah. hopefully do some good in this state but yeah. uh, we'll see exactly what happens in all that time I have no idea you know well your book is going to be a great resource for that 
like the girl that came up to you yeah. and talked to you, getting that in people's hands. So uh, the pen is mightier than the sword. So yes. To see the influence of uh, print and giving people a great manual to do that, and your program, uh, Will Wet Live, is having an influence. So I'm I'm encouraged because as uh, a guy that has enjoyed growing up in the United States of America, I have enjoyed the American dream. I love the liberty. I'm from Idaho, mm -hmm. where it's uh, truly the land of the uh, <laughs> free and the home of the brave. I know. Uh, uh, I came Jealous. to California to try to help you all out. <laughs> <laughs> we need it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But uh, fill it in for Rob uh, here and there. But I'm encouraged when I meet young guys like Charlie and like you and see Candace Owens and you guys that are crushing it in a younger generation and you want to uh, see the nation move back the clock or at least move the needle. And I think that's the thing. Sometimes we get overwhelmed at the daunting task, but man, whatever I can do today to move the needle a little bit, if this program here moves the needle a little bit, right. it, feels, it feels worth it. It's like that quote, you can't help, not everyone can help the world, but everyone yeah. can help someone or something yeah. along those lines. That yeah. Everyone can do something. Yeah. So you're out there watching, you know, Dennis mm -hmm. talks about that you can be a fighter, yeah. someone who helps to fight, or you can do nothing. Yeah. Choose your category, and I hope to God for all of you guys that it is not the do-nothing category, yeah. that even if you're not out there on the front lines fighting it, that you are someone who supports people like me, people like Rob McCoy, people yeah. who are doing great work in this country and, and standing up for what we're doing. Amen. God bless America. God bless America. Thanks, Will. That's right. Thank it's you so a, much. It's, it's been great to be here. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining Will and I. God bless you. See you next time. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching. For more information, head over to VintageMcCoy.com or follow us on Instagram at The Vintage Report. We'll see you there.